Hello listeners and welcome to Between the Leaves. I'm Ellen Van Nirvan, writer and editor, and I'm here with Hermina Burns, poet and educator. In each episode of Between the Leaves, we will read a range of poems written by women and the gender diverse, including original works by Ellen and me. Each poem connects to a central theme. Today's theme is the body, how it's seen and how we experience it, this contested place that is the body. Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge First Nations elders past, present and emerging as the traditional owners of the country we are speaking on and the first poets of this land. Our first poem is called Invitation by Grace Nichols. One. If my fat was too much for me, I would have told you. I would have lost a stone or two. I would have gone jogging, even when it was fogging. I would have weighed in, sitting on the bathroom scale, with my tail tucked in. I would have dieted, more care a diabetic. But as it is, I'm feeling fine, feel no need to change my lines. When I move, I'm target light. Come up and see me sometime. Two, come up and see me sometime. Come up and see me sometime. My breasts are huge, exciting amnions of watermelon. Your hands can't cup. My thighs are twin seals, fat as slick pups. There's a purple cherry below the blues of my black sea belly. There's a mole that gets a ride every time I shift the heritage of my behind. Come up and see me sometime. What a great poem. There's such ownership of her own body. And I love the invitation in the poem to not only come up and see me sometime, but to think and think about what she's talking about and to feel what she's talking about. Can you tell us about the author of that poem, Ellen? Grace Nichols was born in 1950. She moved from Guyana to Britain in 1977. And she's the author of many different poems. And her first collection, which I love the title of this, I is a long-memoried woman, won the 1983 Commonwealth Poetry Prize. And now you'll hear a poem by Lesbia Harford. It's called Periodicity. My friend declares, being a woman and virgin, she takes small account of periodicity. And she is right. Her days are calmly spent for her sex function is irrelevant. But I, whose life is monthly broke in twain, must seek some sort of meaning in my pain. Women, I say, 
are beautiful in change, remote, immortal, like the moon they range. Or call my pain a skirmish in the whole tremendous conflict between body and soul. Meaning must lie, some beauty surely dwell in the fierce depths and uttermost pits of hell. Yet still I seek, month after month in vain, meaning and beauty in recurrent pain. Mm. Beautiful poem, so many beautiful lines. I love women, I say, are beautiful in change, remote, immortal, like the moon they range. I'm guessing Lesbia was writing about periods in, in a time that it wasn't really um, something that you, you discussed. Yes, she was. And I think periods and gynecological and reproductive functions of women, they've been silenced. Shame, silence and secrecy was the most common way of making them invisible in the early 20th century. And that she writes in so early in that century and strikes out against things being unmentionable, unspeakable. For me, it's a really important poem and Lesbia Harford is not really well known, but those who read her love her and not only does she have poems like Periodicity, but she has poems titled Noisy Girls and things like that when she was living in a century where women were supposed to be low-voiced and demure and polite and quiet. Our next poem is from Era, a collection by Elizabeth Campbell. In public gawping at the kid with the artificial leg. Everyone is ashamed. Eyes right, traffic lights shaking their tin at you. The stranger jaywalking puts his head down and trots, or he glares. Reflections on the windscreen hide your stare. In the changing rooms, she wraps a towel around her body quickly, aware of the window or the eyes of her classmates, inscrutable, all more graceful, clothed and unclothed than her, all secretly embarrassed. So she changes in a cubicle but feels ashamed, for doing it. A man follows me, does he? Hiding his face. What kind of woman imagines rape in his blank silhouette? The boys blush, cover their books with doodles. The girls hide how their feet hurt in those shoes. Hmm. What do we know about the writer, Hermina? 
Elizabeth Campbell is a Melbourne-based poet and this poem, which starts in public gawping at the kid, she said it was based on a personal experience, a personal memory from childhood of staring at a boy with the artificial leg and becoming conscious of staring and thinking about someone else's whole life, the body, all that it means to our experience and to our life. She describes her poetry as fragmentary and polyvocal, and I think you can feel the way that this poem uh, really enters and intercepts moments of experience and others' experience. The next poem is Anabasis by Robin M. Eames. In the hydrotherapy pool, sound echoes off the surface, off the fogged up windows, off the slant of waterlight playing over the ceiling. I fall and fall again and let the water catch me, relearning muscles, relearning movement. When my hip seizes and sends me splashing to the side, I laugh, spluttering, and rest for a while. Everyone here is much older than me. Betty has dementia and tells me every time she sees me that I am beautiful, to which I tell her every time that she is beautiful too. Jim is quiet, a bit of a hippie, and has a huge tattoo winging over his shoulders above the scars. Gladys is finding her way back from a stroke, and she is always tired, but her ragged eyeliner becomes neater every week. Everyone is recovering from something. I love those last two lines, everyone is recovering from something. But I love that when you read this, Ellen, when there's the image of Jim having the huge tattoo winging over his shoulders, your hand goes up and goes over your shoulder as if the poem is entering your body, coming out in your voice. Mm, yeah, um, you, you can't hear that, but I, I do try and um, physicalise the poems. I, I want to feel like I'm doing the poems justice and being respectful to their authors, so I might be moving and, and touching my body while I'm reading these poems. And it's about the voice getting inside the poem. Can you tell us a bit about the author of Anabasis? Yeah, um, they are a self-described queer crip poet and historian. They're genderqueer and they use they, them pronouns. Robin's working on a PhD examining madness and trans pathologization. And in their work, they amplify different experiences of bodies, expanding our understanding of what's normal. 
Our next poem is called Skin in History. And it's a poem I wrote about my childhood. All summer we ran bare in sun, growing brown as berries. Everyone said so admiringly, thinking my mother a good mother for keeping children safe from polio, rickets, any old thing. Back then, sunlight was deemed health-giving. The bronzed lifesaver glowed hot as inspiration and like snakes, delicately shedding skin. Peeling was a right, revealing beneath the shiny new. All we did was nutty, though it was for the best at the time. And now, old skin follows us round, spotting strange growths left indelibly in by too much exposure to history and sun and will not go away. The last poem you will hear today is Dysphoria by me, Ellen Van Nierven. So what is dysphoria? Gender dysphoria is a strong sense of something not being right and it can cause discomfort or even pain. Transgender folk and non-binary people like myself experience dysphoria in different ways. It's very individual. Dysphoria can mean feeling tension about different parts of your body, for example, chest, hips, hair or voice, or it could be related to how other people use language to describe, name or greet you that doesn't align with how you experience your gender. This is dysphoria. Liberate love into dust. Shifting, self-gearing, love them all, credit me. Do what makes you happy, she says, but doesn't mean it in the way my mum says. The desire to take clothes off, to take them off, but also take off another layer underneath. Peel away those expectations. Get closer to my truth. I love my mind, but I haven't come to terms with this. I catch you in an embrace with another part of me looking backwards into dust. You've been listening to Between the Leaves, proudly brought to you by the Victorian Women's Trust. For more information about this podcast, visit betweentheleaves.com.au and follow at Between the Leaves pod on Instagram. You can also find out more about the Victorian Women's Trust via their website, vwt.org.au, or follow them on social media at Vic Women's Trust. All of the poems you have heard today were handpicked by your hosts, Hermina Burns and me, Ellen Van Nierven. 
Our co-producers are Mary Crooks, Maria Shakuti, and Ali Oliver Perham. Between the Leaves was recorded at The Voice Plant in Brisbane, Squeaky Clean Studios in Melbourne, and mixed by Nicholas Pollock. Thank you for listening. Until next time. <laughs>